What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We are here to round out our pre-draft talk about rookies. We've got the exciting quarterback class and the perhaps not so exciting tight end class. <laughs> we'll group them all into one. How's it going, Tom? It's going good. Ready to talk a little fantasy football. All right. And some quarterbacks. Yeah. And not only that, we have another small announcement. We are going to be part of a network of podcasters talking about specific teams. Uh, it's going to be a part of the Back Row Network. And we are going to be the hosts of the Back Row Jets show. So yes. it'll be all Jets all the time. Obviously, we have our resident oh. Jets expert in Mr. Tuttle. Yes. And the sometimes fan of the Jets myself, <laughs> depending on the situation. But we will make sure that you are informed all the time. So without further ado, let's get into talking about quarterbacks and we might have to talk about the quarterback carousel a little bit as we talk about these rookies because, my goodness, there are a lot of free agents, there's a yep. lot of moving pieces, and there's some decent quarterbacks out there in the draft. So let's start off with the Heisman Trophy winner and the more than likely number one pick because the Cincinnati Bengals, they need something different than Andy Dalton. So perhaps, just perhaps, the Bengals are looking at Joe Burrow as something like this. You're all I ever wanted. You're all I ever needed. All right, all right. All right. That's I mean, enough of that. That's enough already? Oh, man. I've already used my allotment of bad bumps. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Joe Burrow? Well, he does a lot of things really well. Um, he's got a lot of great qualities, too. I mean, his arm accuracy is really good. He's got tremendous decision-making. Uh, he goes through his progressions very accurately and fast, which is important. So anyone that runs a route is a threat on any play because he can just pow, 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 go through his progressions, and there's there's somebody open. So that's a really good quality. And But I think one of the most um, I think his best attribute is probably his feel for the game. And that's really hard to teach. I'm not even sure you can teach that. No, no, of course not. Like, he just knows when the pressure is coming without seeing it. He just has that kind of instinct. And even when that is all happening, he's got the poise in the pocket to stand there and realize there's a guy coming. Don't worry about it. I, I just move forward a little bit. It's all good. The guy's going to be a stellar quarterback in the NFL unless he completely flops. Like, it'd have to be a big, huge flop because at this point, he's shown everybody that he can do it. And I think he's going to be really good in the NFL. But another thing that people are knocking him on, he doesn't have the greatest arm strength. But who cares? Who cares? Exactly. 
arm strength doesn't mean anything when you get all the rest of these qualities. It might mean something if you don't have some of these guys qualities. The arm strength almost – I mean, Chad Pennington, for crying out loud, had zero arm strength, but he was still successful. He might not be anywhere as successful as Joe Burrow would, will be when he gets into the NFL, but Pennington was still successful, even with, like, the worst arm strength I've ever seen out of any quarterback. Right. But – you don't need arm strength to be good, and I think this guy is going to prove it in the NFL. Yeah, I couldn't say it too much better uh, myself. He obviously, like you said, doesn't have the arm strength like somebody like Josh Allen. But, right. again, it doesn't matter. He's more of an anticipatory thrower. Like He can find whatever shoulder needs to be thrown to, and he can put it on the money. So he's like... Right. He's closer to Josh Allen's ability to move around uh, than somebody like Drew Brees, but he's closer to Drew Brees as far as accuracy goes compared to yes. some of the younger guys. So as long as he keeps on working at his accuracy and he stays at that level, it doesn't matter if he can't throw the ball 70 yards in the air. They will hopefully make sure to work around his strengths uh, right. and use, if A.J. Green comes back, use him in Cincinnati as the the safety net and John Ross as, you know, a little bubble screen guy or a slant and, you know, put it on the money and keep him in motion and uh, in stride. It, he's he's going to have some success in year one. So yes. I'm not 100% against having him as, like, your QB2 if you take somebody like a Josh Allen in the yeah. mid-9, 10, 11 rounds and then just take a chance on Joe Burrow. He could be that next Cam Newton-type fantasy player as yeah. far as stats go. They might not win a bunch of games, but I think Joe Burrow still can have a lot of success in year one. I'll tell you what, in – Normally, I would say rookies don't bother going after a quarterback, you know. But Kyler Murray kind of proved me wrong last year. I don't know if he was a number one a quarterback. I'm pretty sure he was this last year. But I think Burrow can do the same type of thing. He can come out there and be a possible number one quarterback on your fantasy team. But I would still rather – take a little bit of <laughs> that's just me personally I don't like taking risks and I don't want to make sure this guy's going to be good in the NFL before I take a chance but if it's a dynasty you might have to take that chance yes if you're drafting right now um but if we want to go on to the next guy sure tank for Tua I mean that's what everybody <laughs> was saying saying before they thought we realized how good Burrow was going to be but I mean he's got a lot of similarities to Joe I mean you can almost copy and paste a lot of the things that Joe has I mean, he's got arm accuracy. He goes through his progressions really well. He's got great anticipation. His decision making is really good. He's got great poise in the pocket. He's got pocket presence. I mean, and again, this is what's crazy. All them things are so similar to Joe, and he still doesn't have the greatest arm strength in the world. But who cares? Right. It's no. It doesn't matter when you are that good at everything else. It doesn't matter. The only thing I will say about Tua and this mate might set him down a little bit from Joe is that. He, I'm a little worried about his durability. I don't bit. know how good, how, how much, how, how well he's going to stay in football shape because he's just, he gets banged up pretty easily and I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, uh, that's obviously going to be on the minds of most of the teams out there looking at quarterbacks. Do you take the chance with somebody 
who just got hurt at the end of last season and an injury that sounds really yeah. bad because there have been other players in the past with similar injuries that it basically derailed their entire career. Now, it's not necessarily going to be the case for Tua. It sounds like he's going to be ready and good to go. So let's hope because I don't, I <laughs> yeah. don't want to wish anything bad on somebody with that kind of an injury, but it's always going to be in the back of your mind. Now, yes, with that being course. said, you, you nailed it again. Tua is not a deep thrower, but he could be very good within like an RPO game. He, he yeah. has good vision and mm-hmm. he's fast enough. So it's kind of, it's, it's one of those, if he gets in the right team in the right situation with the right offensive coordinator, he could be very successful and an RPO type game. It can lead to him being, uh, the the worries of his injuries being lessened because if yeah. you're getting the ball out quick and having that option to hand it off, you're not getting creamed by standing in the back <laughs> of a really bad offensive line like you saw last year with your Jets. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we'll see with Tua. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a wait and see. If he gets on a good team, he might have to sit a year. And we we said it once. We're hoping this doesn't happen. But if he gets into a situation where Tom Brady comes back to the Patriots and he falls in the draft and they draft him as the heir apparent to Tom Brady <laughs> and he gets to learn a year behind him, it could be a very, very good situation. Why you got to dash <laughs> ev- all my hopes for everything, man? Well, I got to do it in this <laughs> broadcast so when we go to the next show, I can't you know keep... Going on with the uh, Patriots' um, success, I have no, I have bumps you can't. for that. <laughs> I would, you'll be knocked out of the shore if you do that in the next exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move along to another guy that is getting a lot of looks. Justin Herbert out of Oregon. He is six six. Yeah. 227, so he's got the size that most teams love to see out of a quarterback, and he's had a lot of success. Um, he, he should translate well to the NFL, uh, but he yeah, he checks pretty much every box. Um, he's very athletic. His, his offense was more run-based this last season, but you know when you have the opportunities, you let them loose, and he, he did that, but he's not as good of an anticipatory thrower like we talked about with Joe Burrow. So yeah. sometimes he he just needs to feel it more and trust it more. And if he can do that, then he's going to check even more of the boxes. Well, for me, I, I, I disagree a little bit on he said you say he checks a lot of the boxes. I think he's one, he's got a huge arm, yes. and that's going to be great. Um, and he's got great footwork and he's got tremendous mobility. To me, that is important when you, for me, he doesn't check all the boxes. Um, but after, after the mobility, it gets a little suspect for me. Like I said, I, I just, here's the thing. We know what mobile quarterbacks can do in the NFL. We've seen what, um, Jackson can do. The guy is tremendous. I'm not saying that Justin's going to be like Jackson at all, but, when it comes down to like his arm accuracy, well, you can compare that to Jackson. And true, when when he's scrambling, it's it's hard for him to get that accuracy when he's scrambling. And he doesn't have the greatest decision making. He doesn't go through his progressions the best. But I mean, honestly, there's 
quite a few things I don't particularly like about Justin, but he's just been inconsistent in my eyes. And when he's, when he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, he's just kind of bad. I don't like it goes bad quickly when he gets on a, a bad roll. And I think he needs to be more consistent. If he can level that off and be consistent, he can have a really good su- successful uh, career in the NFL, but I'd like to see a little bit more work out of him right now. All I'm really seeing is great arm strength and he's got great mobility and his accuracy needs to get better when he's scrambling. He's okay in the pocket. So I'll give him that, but he's going to scramble quite a bit. So I, he needs to show me a little bit more accuracy when he's go, rolling out. So what you're saying is he's Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> comparison. It really is. I mean, Josh Allen has plenty of time to still be successful. And he was, I mean, he was successful this last year. They, they didn't do anything in the playoffs, but yeah, unfortunately. I mean, they made the playoffs. Josh Allen's a good quarterback. I think Justin has a chance to do that as well. All right, let's move on. We've got two more left. We're going to talk about obviously pretty much anybody past these five are going to be sleepers and they'll probably have to get shoved into a situation, you know, like Gardner Minshew did last year. So we have no idea where that's going to take place. So we got two more we're going to talk about. First one is Jordan Love out of Utah State. Again, pretty good size, 6'4". Um, he is able to learn very well. He's got good moving ability. Um, yep. He can push the ball to wherever you want down the field. It may not be the biggest arm, but he can make most of the throws. Um, he, I, I see him as... If he gets into a rhythm, then bam, you, you, yeah. he could be a great no-huddle type of guy as long as he learns the other rhythmic styles of whatever offense that he's going to be in there. I think once he gets going, then we got something going. And I think you said it when you said uh, he can hit all the throws. Now, that's possible. He can hit all the throws. But I think he thinks he can hit all the throws, which sometimes <laughs> That's makes a different him story. Have some very, some very poor decision making at some points. And and I'm not saying he's got great arm accuracy. That's that's what I really like to see. But I think because he has great arm accuracy, he's thinking he can hit that guy on a dime when maybe he shouldn't not throw that ball. He has no business throwing when there's three or four other guys around it. Uh, I think he's trying to make these miracle plays sometimes and not all the time. I'm just saying what I've observed, but uh, that can get you into trouble real quick. He's got, he's really mobile. I mean, he's, he's one of the most mobile quarterbacks that are coming into this draft. And I think he's got every, every good ability for this guy to be a success. But if he's going to start making risky throws, that's my one concern on him. I don't want to see the risky throws as much. It sounds like it's not exactly, but another situation uh, could be a Lamar Jackson type player. Now, he's not going to go nuts like Lamar Jackson did. No. But if he gets into a situation where they can play to his strengths, let him run around, get outside the pocket, uh, do some things like that, he could be very successful. We might mm-hmm. see in year one, if he does get to a team that needs a quarterback and they're going to rely on him, we might see, kind of like Lamar Jackson, oh, he's not very accurate, is he? And then maybe next year, after he gets an entire offseason as a starter, he comes out in week one and throws five touchdown passes. 
it's very yeah. possible with this guy, but we're going to have to wait and see if he gets put into that particular situation. Yeah, what I want to say about the, you know, the the throws that maybe he shouldn't be throwing, I, just an example. Last year, Darnold, because I'm a Jets fan, I'm watching him as close as anybody, he would throw some of these balls. I'm just like, what are you doing? And it's not just a drive killer. It's basically a game killer. Yes. A lot of these times, it's a terrible throw. It makes the entire game completely different than what you thought it was going to be. So sometimes you just got to flat out, Take your lumps, go down, throw it away, whatever it has to be. Just don't throw that interception there. Don't throw that pass if you don't have to. Yeah. These guys, there's a lot of them. They think that they're the man. Oh, yeah. And they're going to try and put it into a space where they probably shouldn't, but they want to make something happen because you know as well as I do, the NFL right now is mostly about the big plays. Those big plays are killers to the other teams. It gets the crowd pumped up. It gets the defense wore down. So, But on the other hand of that, if you don't make that throw and yeah. you cause a turnover, it just goes in the opposite direction. So hopefully this guy can learn the spaces that he is able to throw into and not the ones he wants to throw into. Right, and I think a lot of that's going to come once he gets into the NFL because the college is completely different. Oh, yeah. He's going to learn. The coaches are going to coach him well, I hope, depending on what team and what coach he has. But uh, that's one thing you can teach somebody, and it's fairly easy to teach somebody, hey, don't throw that there, unless you're Brett Favre. I mean, he's going to do it no matter what the coaches say. You can't tell Brett Favre to do anything. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. Right, exactly. All right, we got one quarterback left, and that is Jacob Eason. Again, another nice-sized player. He's Mm -hmm. out of Washington. Uh, We have a friend, Asa. He's a big uh, Washington fan. So he knows about Jacob Eason. And this guy, man, if he gets into the right situation, again, I know I say that a lot, the right situation. But he has a pretty decent balance between pocket efficiency and outside of a structured play if it breaks down and and that seems to be even more important every season in the nfl you look at people who have more success if the play breaks down aaron Rodgers, the play breaks down he seems more comfortable Carson Wentz, the play breaks down, something's going to happen. You're holding yeah, your breath, yep. whether you're an Eagles fan or whoever they're playing, you think something is going to happen, and that's kind of what I see out of Jacob Eason. I, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. I will say he's got really good arm accuracy, and his arm strength is really good too, so that's a good combo. He's got great poise, and he's got really good anticipation, as, as you said. All that stuff is are extremely good, and I think that is – to me, his biggest strengths. Uh, his decision-making gets a little suspect for me. I, I just think he has to go through his progressions a little faster. And, again, that's something that he can learn once he gets in the NFL because you have to. If you don't go through your progressions fast, you're going to have a problem. But he's not super mobile, but he's good enough. It's, you don't have to be a crazy Lamar Jackson type of guy to be in the NFL anymore. But overall, he's got really good traits. And some of them things you can't teach. And, and so that's, to me, a big one. All of them traits are already with him. You don't need to teach him any of them things. I really like that. So to me, I think he can be taught. 
some of the decision-making things, and I'm really looking forward to see what he can do in the NFL. He's got a lot of potential. That he does. All right, that's done with quarterbacks. So let's move on to the very ho-hum version of this year's tight end (laughs) class. I've got six of them on our list. We're going to go through them fairly quickly. It is... Like I said, it's kind of ho-hum. And we'll start off with a guy named Hunter Bryant out of Mm -hmm. Washington. We just talked about his quarterback. Give us a little bit on Hunter Bryant. Well, he's got excellent quickness, and he's got uh, run-after-the-catch skills, and he's got versatility. Um so he can become a wide receiver type of player at times, which is good. He's physical after the catch, but he's undersized. So for a tight end, you kind of want to be a little bit bigger, which makes him kind of easier to be pushed around at the line. Um, I'm not really sure he's suited to be a tight end. I almost <laughs> think he could be a wide receiver because he's not a great blocker either. So it's kind of like, eh, what are you going to do with him? And I think at some point – uh, some team might actually try to transition him into a wide receiver because he's actually pretty good at catching the ball. But I, I, I tied in just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me in the NFL the way I see it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, he had 52 catches for 825 yards and three touchdowns. Okay, not the greatest of numbers, but he has the ability to, you know, be a fantasy tight end and that's what we need uh when we're talking about fantasy football as long as he's giving you catches and yards the tight ends might or the touchdowns might come for the tight end we have seen how unstable the tight end position has been in the last (laughs) few years we've had a couple of you know constants and even them have dropped a little bit. And then we get somebody like Austin Hooper coming out of nowhere when he gets an offensive coordinator that tailors to the tight end. So again, it will be if he can get into a team where he doesn't have to be the number one right away, you know, like Dallas Goddard behind Zach Ertz. If he can find a spot like that, maybe he falls enough and somebody like the 49ers take him and he can learn behind George Kittle. That would be an amazing spot for him just to learn and get better at his craft. And maybe he does transition into being more of a big wide receiver type. Yeah. And that might just be what we need out of Hunter Bryant. Now, I want to say something before Uh we continue because uh, this is basically all for dynasty purposes because I don't think that any of these tight ends are going to come out of the gates just boom, 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 boom. Wow, did you see that guy? Because here's the thing. When you look at the stats, we thought last year was going to be the the <laughs> stat breaker. But when you look at all the stats, rookies do not do well when it comes to the tight end position, in fantasy at least. So just hold your horses on some of these guys. Whether or not you think he's going to be great or not doesn't matter. Their stats will say there's no way that's going to happen. I'm not saying no way. I, I'll take that back. But stats say it, it's more likely to not happen than making it happen. So just calm yourself. Yes. Realize this is a dynasty type of pick. Do not go and get them making them your starter. We are talking about 
taxi squad fantasy football right here. There's not too many on this list at all that I would be too excited about, but I love stashing offensive weapons on the taxi squad, whether it be a tight end. And if you're in a 16-team league like the flag league, these are perfect guys to take in the mid-rounds of that draft. Like, hey, it's offense. If he turns into something, I've got a tight end for five years at a cheap price. Right. Good to go. But if you don't hit, it's not that big of a deal because <laughs> you just wasted a third or fourth round pick on in a rookie draft. So not that big of a deal. But now let's move on because we're just going to get through these guys. <laughs> and it's going to be interesting because I don't know that either one of us knows how to particularly pronounce this guy's name. I'm not trying it. He is out of Missouri. I believe it is Albert Aquegmanam. But I have not heard this said out loud, so hopefully I got that right. Um, Oh, I love that, man. Yeah, he seems to be a decent one. He's got some good straight line speed, size, length, catch radius. Um, 23 of his 98 career receptions went for touchdowns, so he's a red zone threat. But that doesn't always translate into the NFL. Um, cons for him. He's again, not a consistent blocker. We're seeing this more and more tight ends aren't being asked to block as much. Um, and he isn't exactly a winner in contested catches, which is a weird thing for a guy who scores a lot of touchdowns. So we'll see about this guy. Um, again, best trait size, speed, worst trait separation. The NFL comparison I see here is Martellus Bennett, and that actually makes sense. Martellus Bennett was not the best at catching in traffic, and he wasn't super fast, but he did score a bunch of touchdowns in the short span that he was uh, effective in the NFL. Yeah, uh, you said it all. I really don't need to add anything to that at all. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Cole (laughs) Komet out of Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame, anytime you hear that, it kind of comes with a bit of a pedigree. Uh, I don't know that they have had a ton of great tight ends come out of Notre Dame, but you hear Notre Dame, you think good football. So where is Cole Komet going in the draft? Who knows? Um, yeah, well, but he is working his way into the first round in some mock drafts, but I don't know if that's going to translate into fantasy. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't always translate. I'll tell you one thing that doesn't translate into fantasy is that he's actually a pretty good blocker, <laughs> unlike almost That's everybody else we've been talking about. probably why he's in the first round. Yes, exactly. And uh, he's he's got some athleticism, and he's almost almost wide receiver type-ish too when it comes to that kind of thing. But uh, he's been known to line up as an H-back at times or in the slot, so I could see him being a success depending on where he goes, who, how they're going to use him. He's a he's actually a really good route runner. He's very crisp on his routes, which I really like to see that. So this guy, to me, almost has the best chance to be successful early. Right. I'm not saying the other guys can't be more successful later on, but this guy's got a good chance to be successful early. And But I really it depends on where he goes. He's got the ability to make some really good catches. I like to see uh, Cole uh, on – on a team that needs them and on a team that has a chance that gets, it would be, makes no sense for him to go somewhere like the Jets. 
It makes no sense because the Jets just don't use the tight ends the way they should. Now that yes. we have Herndon still, but I, mm, anyway, man. besides that, <laughs> I hope that he goes somewhere where they can use him right away because I think out of all of them, he's got the best chance to be successful early. All right. Uh, we got a couple more. Uh, Bryson Hopkins out of Purdue. Got anything on him? He's actually a really good route runner as well. <laughs> so I, I like this. These, these are the types of things I like to see out of him. But when it comes to tight ends, you got to be a really good blocker, and he's really not good at blocking. So this is why I think Cole is better than a lot of the other guys because he has that ability to to block. So he's going to be on the field more because they're going to need that. Well, with Bryce, he's got that route running, but it doesn't matter because his hands are really bad. Mm. I, I, this guy, I don't. I almost feel bad for him because he drops passes more than probably all the rest of these tight ends that we got on this list. And I just don't like him much at all when it comes to that. I mean, you can run routes as good as possible and get open, but if you can't catch the ball, it doesn't matter. For me, the guy's kind of off my radar completely. Yeah, I mean, he broke out in his senior year. He had 61 catches for 830 yards and seven touchdowns. That sounds amazing, but he's still kind of a project, and – I don't know. He he definitely needs to work on his technique, and it could have been just uh, the perfect storm for him as a senior to get open as much as he did. Yeah. So I'm not 100% on Bryson Hopkins. We'll see again if he's there as an offensive uh, rookie in the rookie drafts. I'll take him before I take another safety or defensive end or something like that if you're in an idp league (laughs) yeah but i'm not reaching too high on him at all oh we got two more adam troutman out of Mm -hmm. dayton um he's all right (laughs) he's physical (laughs) well well, i'll tell you something about him he's well he's a he's athletic there's no doubt about that but one thing about him is he he was a quarterback coming into college so they've transitioned him into a tight end position, and he's still kind of raw. I mean, he's not even that great at blocking, but this is going to be hard for him to transition to this in the NFL. So I don't think, again, he's probably not worth picking him up for fantasy purposes, but I'd like to see where he goes. He's a really athletic guy, and I think that anytime you get athletic people in a receiving type of role, you have a chance at some kind of success. And the the fact that he was a quarterback, maybe he understands how things work a little more and he can get a little bit more open. He knows where this guy's going to be and how that's going to play out. So I don't mind that aspect of him, but for crying out loud, he just hasn't been doing it that much. And I think he needs to work on it a little bit more. Now tight end is that position that it feels like other people from other backgrounds can come in, and if you have the size, you can learn that position. We always hear about, oh, the basketball player transitioned from you know college basketball to an NFL player. <laughs> this guy was a quarterback in high school. He's transitioning to a tight end. So if a position is able to do that, it is tight end, right. but it takes a while. It's going to. We've said it before. We hoped it was going to break the chain last year. It did not. Rookie tight ends just aren't it. Second-year tight ends, not always, <laughs> unless you're a Rob Gronkowski type and you're yeah, coming out yep. and you, you're you 6'7 and 260 and you can run a 4'6'40. You're like, 
<laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. So, again, calm your horses. It's going to be a little while before these guys develop. If they do develop sooner, great. I'll love talking about it. You all know I love talking about tight ends. So we'll see if any of these transition to the NFL early rather than later. One left. <laughs> Harrison Bryant out of Florida Atlantic. Go. I just feel like <laughs> I just feel like they, they we're talking like the same it's stuff. The same these thing. guys are just they're really they're good at receiving, but they can't block. I mean, he's got great hands and he actually runs routes pretty good. But he, again, he's just not a good blocker. He's not strong. I mean, what do you got to be when you're a tight end? You got to be bigger and you got to be stronger. And he just doesn't have that as much. So he's definitely suited more for the passing game, which is fine. As long as they get him out there and get him in the passing game, he can be a, a pretty su- successful tight end. Um, but uh, I just think he needs some TLC. I think he's going to need some time to learn the systems and some time to become a tight end because right now he's more of that receiving guy and he, he doesn't really have the blocking ability. And a lot of these guys, they you could say the same thing for almost all of them except for a couple of them that actually can block decently. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Again, uh, 65 catches for 1,004 yards and seven touchdowns, which was good for fourth overall in Conference USA yeah. receiving yards. So he's got the ability, but again, he did it against some fairly weak competition Mm. yeah where did he go to college florida atlantic yeah they don't usually play against alabama Mm. and lsu and those guys so not exactly (laughs) the greatest competition but again he has the raw talent i could see him being successful he just needs to be coached there's no way he's going to be anything this year you got to give him some time again if if you have a few rounds in your rookie draft and it's only offense, some of these guys are worth taking if you can stash them. If you cannot yes. stash them, you might as well just take a running back that might be behind somebody <laughs> that gets hurt. That There's no yep. two ways around it. These guys are not going to help you soon. Oh, we made it through. Oh, we oh my gosh. We made it through. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, quarterbacks and tight ends. We will continue the talk of rookies um, when it gets closer to draft time, which is getting pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it, it feels weird. We might actually have some new football and free agency is opening up. So that mm. uh, that might be a topic of conversation in next week's episode. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk too much about the quarterback carousel. I mean, we got Dak, who is going back and forth between his contract situation, and we've got free agents like Philip Rivers and James yep. Winston. What's going on with those guys? So mm-hmm. once Brady, free agency obviously. opens, we will have a lot to talk about yes. because it will have very, very big fantasy implications. All right, that's going to do it for us. If you're on Twitch, stick around. Uh, You may or may not like what we have to do next (laughs) because it's all New York Jets all the time with the Back Row Jets show. Part of the Back Row Network will have links to all that if you are interested. There will eventually be one of every team in this network. So no matter who you're a fan of, there'll be somebody doing a podcast for you. So... Don't forget to check them out. Yep. Don't forget to check out my audio dramas. I'm very proud of those. The Veiled Monarch, The Veiled West, and soon, we be Pirates. Hmm. 
That's less than a month away. I am looking forward to the first episode of that going out. So, with that being said, um, don't forget to stay fueled up before the draft.